0: Good morning, everyone. It's so good to see so many of you here uh, for worship. And I trust that the Lord has already spoken to us in many ways through a ministry of worship, music, and prayer. And the Lord will continue to speak to us even as we open our hearts to Him, whether on site or online. Now, every year we devote two weekends to talk about stewardship and our pledges. And for this Stewardship Sunday, I'd like to look at the spirit of faithfulness we thank god that we have a faithful god and today i want to talk about our response to god's faithfulness now before we read our text in first peter chapter 4 verses 7 to 11 please join me in prayer god our father indeed thank you that you are a faithful god and lord on this stewardship sunday we pray that you will speak to us and grow in our hearts the spirit of faithfulness We ask, God, that you open every corner of our hearts as we give you undivided attention for the rest of our time here. And now as the scriptures are read and your word proclaimed, may we hear with joy your special word to each of us today. In Jesus' most precious name, we pray. Amen. Now, it's always very interesting to observe how a person introduces himself or how he introduces a new subject. Now, Peter... Begins this section of his letter with the end of all things is near. Therefore be serious and discipline yourselves for the sake of your prayers. Now Peter uses the word therefore in the second part of verse seven, telling us that because of this, because the end is near, God expects you to do certain things. Now, Peter uses the imminence of the end to appeal to us to be faithful. And here we see the ethical implications of eschatology. Now, whether the end is viewed as salvation or as retributive judgment, it is always the same event, the object of both hope and warning. Now, what is clear here is that the Lord may come at any moment and thereby bring an end to this age of grace. And so, my friends, we are to live each day in a responsible manner in the light of Christ's return. And to put it very simply, we are to be ready for action. Ready for action. Church, there is no time to waste. There is no time to waste. And what is required is our faithfulness to a faithful God. So what does it mean to be faithful? You know, it's not always easy to remain faithful because of the expectations attached to it. According to the Webster's Dictionary, to be faithful is to be trustworthy, loyal, constant. TLC. Not just giving tender, loving care, but trustworthy, loyal, constant, To be faithful means you refuse to jump ship even when the waves of adversity are splashing over the decks of your marriage, your relationship with your children, your vocation, your ministry or your relationship with other people. Now what does this mean in practical terms? Faithfulness means you keep saying no to the temptation of cutting a corner and taking the easy way out. Faithfulness means you stick to a commitment. Even after the shine wears out. Faithfulness means you see a project through to the end. Faithfulness means you keep your word even though there may be complications. And faithfulness means that you keep working through relationship problems rather than giving up on the relationship. And most important of all, faithfulness means you stay true to your relationship with Christ, no matter what it costs you. Because our faithfulness flows from our faith in God. Church, how we live in community, how we live in community gives visibility to God's faithfulness. Henry Newman in his devotional, Bread for the Journey, he said this regarding God's faithfulness and ours. He says, when God makes a covenant with us, God says, I will love you with an everlasting love. I will be faithful to you even when you run away from me, reject me, or betray me. Now, in our society, we don't speak much about covenants. We talk about contracts. When we make a contract with someone, we say, I will fulfill my part as long as you fulfill yours. When you don't live up to your promises, I don't, no longer have to live up to mine. That's why we have contract staff, contractors. Now contracts are often broken because the, the partners, the parties are unwilling or unable to be faithful to their terms. But friends, God didn't make a contract with us. God made a covenant with us. And God wants our relationship with one another to reflect that covenant. And this is why marriage, friendship, life in community are all different ways to give visibility to God's faithfulness in our lives together. Now, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God, how can we develop the spirit of faithfulness in our lives? It begins with being faithful in attending to three areas in our lives. Listen to what Peter says in verse 7 and 9. Tonight, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be serious and discipline yourselves for the sake of your prayers. Above all, maintain constant love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Now here in verses 7 to 9, Peter tells us to give full attention to three areas. Be faithful in prayer, be faithful in love, be faithful in hospitality. Now Christians are to be faithful in prayer. The New International Version says, Therefore be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray. Now the two-fold injunction here is mental alertness with the goal of having an effective prayer life. You see, when we are clear-minded, when we are clear-minded, we can take a better, better view of things. When our attention is focused on God and His Word, we can see things with a clearer and eternal perspective such that we allow God's Word to govern our actions. You know, sometimes we can get discouraged we can get discouraged praying because no matter how faithful we are in prayer, things are still the same. My friends, in moments of discouragement, we still need to be faithful. It may look impossible to see our prayers answered, but still, we need to be faithful in prayer. My friends, don't wait. Don't wait till the last minute or for a crisis to happen before you go down on your knees. Now let me share with you my personal experience in prayer. Now during my teenage years, I've been taught to remain faithful in prayer and to persistently pray for the salvation of my parents. So year after year, I discipline myself to pray for the salvation of my parents. But no, nothing happened. Even though I often claim upon the promise in Acts 16.31, which says, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your whole household. I could not see any possibility of my parents coming to know the Lord. And so after some years of praying, I became less faithful in my prayer until the Lord had to wake me up through a crisis in a family. My father had a heart attack in 1984 and he was on the verge of death. And there was no time to waste. And in desperation, we called upon the Lord and we shared the gospel with him in the hospital. You know, I was not very faithful in my prayers, but the Lord remained true to his word. A week after my father's salvation, my mother also gave her life to Jesus. And three months later, both of them were baptised. And not long after, I see, I saw the Lord working in my family as one by one was being saved. Friends, the answer to our prayers may not come immediately. It may take a long time. It may, it may take a long time before we see God answering our prayers. Or it may seem totally impossible for God to answer our prayers. Don't give up praying. Don't give up praying because we have a faithful God. Yes and amen. We have a faithful God who will honor our faithfulness. I thank God for, the, for raising a faithful group of intercessors in our church and they gather every Sunday morning to pray for our church services. And though the numbers are not that big, about 6 to 10 persons, they remain very faithful in prayer. I invite you to come and join them in prayer. Or if you need prayer, you can find them anytime between 8.45am and 11.30am on Sunday mornings in basement room number 6. You know, some of these intercessors also meet up over Zoom on Saturday mornings to pray for the various ministries of our church. There's also the Wesley Synchronized Prayer, which you can pray weekly on Wednesdays 8 to 9 p.m. via Zoom. Now very soon we will begin the 40 days prayer and fasting season which begins on the 1st of July and ends on National Day nine of August. Now every year, Love Singapore gives leadership and directions to churches in Singapore to observe 40 days of prayer and fasting to pray for our nation. Be faithful in prayer. You can join us in prayer at our Wesley Prayer Service every Wednesday in July, 8 to 9 p.m. via Zoom. Pray with the church family at the Wesley Day of Prayer on the 5th of August, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. in a sanctuary, on site. Let me encourage you to pray with fellow Christians and take hold of the various platforms to grow in prayer. Friends, we can steward our prayer by focusing on the Lord, by praying with meaningful words and concerns of the heart and praying after the model that Jesus taught us. May God help us to be faithful stewards of prayer. Peter makes his second appeal in verse 8. Be faithful in love. In the New International Version, it says, Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Now, the word deeply describes something that is stretched. Something that is stretched or extended. Stretch your love for one another. Above all means first in order of importance. And so, faithfulness is expected. Peter is saying here that we should give top priority in keeping our focus right, in loving each other, such that we do not shift focus by publicising the sins of others. Now, what is implied here is that even though the situation is so much against you, you are expected to remain faithful in love. You still love the person, no matter how badly the person treats you, or even when the person has not been very faithful. In a such kind of faithful love, It's not an emotion, but primarily a decision of the will that leads to action. I'm reminded of what Henry Nouwen said on doing love. He said that often we speak about love as if it were a feeling. But if we were to wait for a feeling of love before loving, we may never learn to love well. The feeling of love is certainly beautiful and life-giving, but our loving cannot be based in that feeling. To love is to think, speak, and act according to the spiritual knowledge that we are infinitely loved by God and called to make this love visible in this world. Now, mostly we know what the loving thing to do is. But when we do love, even if others are not able to respond with love, we will discover that our feelings catch up with our acts. Friends, when we are faithful in loving others, we are able to overlook the offenses of others. But when love is lacking, every word is viewed with suspicion, and every action is prone to misunderstanding and conflicts arise. Stewardship is all about love. It means that I'm grateful for all that God has entrusted to me, and as a faithful steward and child of God, I understand that all the decisions I make in all aspects of life reveal my priorities. This morning, what is God saying to you about loving one another when things are tough? Are you willing to forgive one another when issues arise? Friends, if we are faithful in love, we will not take delight in finding or exposing the faults or sins of others. Remember that love covers ...over a multitude of sins. Be faithful in love and express it practically through hospitality. Peter's third appeal is in verse 9. Be faithful in hospitality. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Now the Greek word for hospitable means to be friendly. To be friendly to strangers... Now, hospitality is the cornerstone of stewardship because it opens, it opens the door to a person's heart and allows them to receive joy, grace, and love. Now, many people find it very easy to be hospitable to their own groups, in small groups. They practice a hospitality that is in reality a social climbing. Now, Peter knows that We are all better at conforming externally than at doing something from the heart. And therefore, he adds, without complaining. You know, hospitality is a virtue that is commanded and commended throughout the scriptures. Moses included it in the law. Jesus enjoyed hospitality when he was on earth and so did the apostles in their ministry. In fact, human hospitality... It's a reflection of God's hospitality to us. I never knew what true hospitality was until I started going for mission trips. You know, most of the time I did not even know the people that, whom I would be staying with. There were times when we gave no notice of our arrival at all or where we overstayed. And yet, none of these people ever complained, ever complained or grumbled about having to host us because they were ever so willing to open up their homes and gave their best to us strangers. You know, these people may be poor, people in China, but they were very rich at heart. Hospitality is a specific example of loving one another. Friends, we can be faithful in hospitality by receiving others into our homes, making them feel welcome, meeting their needs, and providing them a place of fellowship. Look out for strangers here this week at the hospitality area, in the courtyard, in between services, or after church, and extend a hand of friendship to them. Hospitality must become... Second nature, if stewardship is to be truly take hold within a congregation. So when a stranger visits Wesley, welcome them as a guest. Now besides being faithful in prayer, in love and hospitality, Peter tells us in verse 10 and 11 to be faithful in administering God's grace. Listen to verse 10 and 11. Like good stewards of the manifold grace of God, serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. Whoever speaks must do so as one speaking the very words of God. Whoever serves must do so with the strength that God supplies. Now here we are told that as each has received a gift, he is to use that gift To serve others. We are to do so because God is the source of everything and we are to be His faithful stewards. Now there are many qualities expected of a good steward and one very important quality expected in the Bible is faithfulness. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1 to 2, So then men ought to regard us as servants of Christ and as those entrusted with the secret things of God. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. Now notice that Peter does not list the gifts of the Spirit. He puts these manifestations of grace in two broad categories. In verse 11, speaking and serving. Now, speaking covers all forms of oral service, not just teaching and preaching. There are many kinds of gifts involving speech, like evangelism, prophecy, even singing, the worship theme, counselling, sharing insights, giving your testimony. And it's very important to note the grace that is needed to speak the very words of God. Now, not all of us are called to be teachers or preachers. But surely all of us can witness for Christ. And perhaps this morning some of us may be thinking that we don't have the gift of evangelism. But surely we can open our mouths, we can invite our pre-believing loved ones to hear God's word. Invite them to the Alpha course. Don't wait till it is next organized. You can host an Alpha group anytime, anywhere. And if you have pre-believing loved ones who are Mandarin speaking, invite them to join the Mandarin Alpha. The introductory session is this coming Saturday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., 2nd of July, 1st of July. Administer God's grace faithfully. Speak the very words of God and serve with the strength that God provides. Someone said that the Christian life is not my responsibility, but my response to God's ability. The Christian life is my response to God's ability. Now, what is our response to God's ability? Can we faithfully appreciate God as a source of everything? Can we faithfully administer what God has entrusted to us? Friends, a good steward will not hide God's gifts, but will employ it for the benefit of others. When we use whatever gifts that we have received from God, be assured that the resources expended in faithful stewardship will be replenished by our faithful master. You know, there's something in our human nature that makes us want to have what another person has. The evangelist wants to be a theologian. The singer wants to preach. And the preacher wants to sing. Well, there are some 5 talent people who can do many things. And there's nothing wrong to have a godly ambition to do more. But I know most of us would have to settle for the one or two talents that God has given to us. And if we are faithful, we will get the same reward as the five-talent people who are faithful. And perhaps it is good to bear this in mind, that it is not how much we have to start with that really counts, but how faithful we remain to God till the end. I hear church members saying to me, Wesley is such a large church and the the church does not need me. We have no lack of volunteers. Well, God has indeed blessed Wesley richly, not just with financial resources, but with many giftings in the body of Christ. And the reality is, we are in need of servants We need servants across all ministries. Disciples who are willing to sacrifice time to nurture children in a children's ministry. Disciples who are willing to sacrifice time to mentor young people. In the youth ministry, disciples who are willing to sacrifice precious Sunday afternoon to serve in a Mandarin ministry or the Filipino fellowship, people who are willing to befriend the elderly to visit them to offer a listening ear, people who are willing to come early to church to get the place ready for worship, whether on stage, off stage or backstage, talk to the pastors and the leaders of this church. And my prayer is that every one of us here will find our place of service in Wesley. Check it out in a Wesley website to find out how you can contribute to the life and ministry of our church. Talk to the staff. You know, as I serve God over the years in different capacities, I'm always, I always remember this phrase. If I cannot do great things, I will do small things in a great way. If I cannot do great things, I will do small things in a great way. Paul says in Colossians chapter 3 verse 23 to 24, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord, As a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. And this leads us to my final point. Be faithful in ascribing all glory to God. And friends, this is the purpose of our stewardship. So that God may be glorified in all things through Jesus Christ. To Him belong the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Church, serve in the strength that God provides, such that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. You know, Peter was fully conscious of the gifts he had received from Christ with the coming of the Holy Spirit. He had been granted the miraculous signs of an apostle. He had also been given the grace to speak the word with boldness in Acts chapter 5. Now, though he was able to perform miracles and was a very powerful speaker for God, Peter did not consider this as his credit. He was faithful in ascribing all glory to God. Now, how do we know whether we have been faithful in ascribing all glory to God? Friends, God is glorified when people see the Master and not minister. God is magnified when people see the master and not the minister. As I was preparing this sermon, I am reminded of my life verse. Now, this is a verse that I adopted 30 years ago when I first graduated from TDC. And this is the verse that I check myself with regularly. It is from the first part of First Chronicles chapter sixteen verse twenty nine which says, Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. You can also find this verse in Psalm twenty nine, verse two. You know it's so easy to begin well, but do we finish well? It's so easy to start with good intentions. We begin a ministry in Christ's name. But sad to say, there is a tendency to shift that ownership to ourselves and become it becomes our ministry. Friends, let's not allow our success in ministry to display our organisational skills or management techniques. And perhaps some of us here this morning have claimed the credit for ourselves or find it difficult to give God all the glory. And my prayer is that as we develop the spirit of servanthood in ministry, the Lord will find us faithful to minister in the strength that He provides so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. Now, let let me leave these thoughts with you. You know, there's a difference between fruits and results, when our service produces fruit, God is glorified. We can get results by surefire formulas, manipulating people, or turning on our charisma, but fruit comes from life. Results may be counted, but very soon they become silent statistics. But living fruit remains and continues to multiply to the glory of God. Jesus says in John chapter 15 verse 16, I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. As each of us play our part as stewards of God's manifold grace may the Lord find us faithful let us pray let us continue to allow the word of God to sing into our hearts as we respond to him today what is God saying to you what is God saying to you about your stewardship to him I invite us to take some time to pray. If you are already serving the Lord, I invite you to ask the Lord to come into your ministry and help you to grow in the spirit of faithfulness to Him. So that in all that you do, you will give him all the glory. And for many of us here, both on site and online, we have yet to be involved in some area of ministry in the church. I invite you to search deep within your hearts and ask the Lord to reveal to you how you can contribute to the life and ministry of this church. Perhaps God is calling you to get out of your comfort zone, to serve Him in some area that is not your inclination. Remember that we have a faithful God and God can empower you to do His works of ministry. As you respond to God's ability, He will empower you in some special way. Father God, we thank you for sacred moments like this where we can commune with you heart to heart. And Father God, even as if searched deep within our hearts, we pray that you grant us that ability to honestly evaluate our lifestyle, our discipleship. Lord, that our life may reflect a desire to walk closer with you day by day. We thank you for the manifold giftings that have given to each one of us in the body of Christ. And we pray, O oh God, that you make us trustworthy stewards of your abundant blessings. And Lord, in our daily lives, we pray that you help us to make daily choices that reflect global solidarity. Thank you for calling us to be faithful stewards of your abundance, the caretakers of all that you have entrusted to us, And help us, O God, always to use your gifts wisely and teach us, O God, to share them generously. May our faithful stewardship bear witness to the love of Christ in our lives. We pray all this with grateful hearts. In Jesus' name we pray.